Blog Talk Radio. Nineveh Haysburg and 
when I do shows, guys, I like to bring on experts that can talk about it and that can really discuss these issues. So without further ado, for the first segment of the show, I'd like you guys to welcome Ms. Nineveh Hayberg. How are you doing, Nineveh? How are you? I'm doing good, Mrs. Simmons. I tell you, I'm just so excited to be on your show. I thank you for the invitation. Um, this is like, uh, I don't know, well, 360. Um, I remember when you were planning um, to start the show and you were getting your jingle together, and I was a part of that process. And then to be actually on your show, I'm just thrilled. It's mind-boggling. So thanks again for having me on your show tonight. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much for being on. And now I know my listeners that are listening via podcast or listening via website, I know you guys can hear me loud and clear. But for my listeners that are listening via Facebook, if you can hear Nineveh clear, like give me a thumbs up, say, Robert, we can hear her clear because she has some very, very, very important information that she's going to, like, drop on you guys. I spoke to her earlier today, and, shoot, I felt like I was on the show myself. I was like, oh, wow, I was, like, learning stuff <laughs> real quick. So uh, <laughs> they can, they can, uh, they're giving me the thumbs up. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like dive right into because we only have hours and we have commercials and segments and all that things uh, to be a part of it. So when I spoke to you earlier, we we I said we would start off with talking about mental health as far as relationships. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we do that, can you please tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, I can. So I am Nineveh Hayesford, and there's some that kind of refer to me as Ms. Nina, uh, which is a short name uh, because my full name is so long. Um, but I am a, a licensed professional counselor and a licensed alcohol and drug counselor. And uh, my specialty is working with individuals um, with mental illness and those with substance abuse issues um, and those with co-occurring uh, co disabilities, uh, which means that they would either have a mental health condition and a, substitute, a substance abuse um, issue, or, you know, they may also have physical impairments, et cetera. Um, so I've had over 10 years' experience and working not only um, in the with the government, currently now with the military, but also in uh, private agencies in my current private practice. So um, I'm very passionate about this field and very eager to hear your questions and, you know, kind of share as much as I can. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm excited to have you on the show. Once again, thank you for coming on the show. And one of the most hot button issues that we talk about even as people, um, and a lot of people like to hear this, most of us, we have struggles with uh, relationships, relationships and people. If you're listening to me, if you've ever had a struggle with a relationship and you think that your significant other, he or she, has had any mental health issues, call in tonight. You need that number? I'm going to give it to you. The number is area code 646-668-8814. Press the number one. And that way you can actually let your voice be heard. And something that we talked about 
we were saying, um, and maybe I'm wrong on these numbers, but you can correct me because you're the expert in here, but I read that one in four adults have a mental health issue. And that being said, that means a lot of us that are in relationships, whether we're married or not, whether we're in, we're just dating or whether we're just meeting people uh, platonically, we're talking to people that has these issues. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I first will say that your um, statistic is absolutely correct. It's usually one in four, one in five um, people, which really represents about 44.7 million people in the United States. Mm -hmm. So that is a lot of people um, with mental illness. And, yes, um, there is a possibility that the individual that you are in a romantic relationship with, um, it doesn't mean that you are married, you, they may have a mental illness, and they just may not have disclosed it to you. Um, so that is a possibility. And there are different signs to look at um, to determine that. And, of course, there are, you know, resources that can provide those individuals with the help that's needed to um, make your relationship healthy um, if you're going to continue in that relationship. Okay, well, here's, here's my question, and, you know, my, my, the show is pretty interactive, and I'll just feed off of you when it comes to this. And we're talking about uh, relationships, and you said something that stood out. A lot of times you could be in a relationship, whether it's he or she, and you're dealing with a mental health, a mental health issues, and you're not aware of it. What if they are not aware of it? Is it a way to handle that? I mean, like, what's 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 to deal with that? Well, yes. Um, there are some individuals who are in denial, and um, um, one of my uh, supervisors used to coin the name, don't uh, coin the phrase, don't even know I'm lying, um, which is, you know, the um, how you spell denial, which means that they really don't know or they know that there is something wrong and they just don't want to deal with it or, you know, um, yeah, they just don't want to deal with it. So what do you do in that situation is if you see um, signs of a person who is not about just being angry all the time but just having depressive mood, you know, being sad all the time, you know, um, miserable, um, don't want to engage with you in activities or um, in eating or just going out. Um, these raise some questions to basically where you sit down with them and just go, you know, what's going on? What's happening? Let's talk. Um, I've noticed this or that. And, um, you know, can you tell me what is, is there something wrong? Is there, is this something you've been feeling for a long time? And, um, you know, and have you ever asked anyone about your feelings and, um, and go from there? Um, that's what I would recommend with that in that situation, but just start the conversation um, with the individual. Um, it's not something that you can just assume, you know, because it could be that a person was just having a bad day. But if it's something that is continuous, um, you know, weekly, um, within, I would say, at least two weeks or more, um, then it's something that you need to look at. 
right. So what you're saying is, is very powerful. And let's, I guess, go a little bit further deeper. Let's say you're the other person because, you know, at this segment right now we're talking about relationships and um, that person doesn't really feel like anything, anything wrong and you're not even really aware of any mental health. And I guess to elaborate, are there particular signs to look for to see if, for instance, when you when you talk like cardio um, situations or cancer, you, you know, we all got the to know if you have a mole on you and it changes color or changes shape, go get checked for cancer. We all know that if you're extremely dizzy and you passed out, go get checked for this. We know to go get checked for blood pressure. At what point, whether you, your spouse or the other person, no, are there signs, as what I'm saying, that you look for while concerning mental health issues? Yes. Um, some of the signs, and I going to reference like the American uh, Psychiatric Association um, or psychiatry.org is where you can find it online. Um, Some of the signs are, you know, basically where there's like a withdrawal. So like a social withdrawal from from you, um, family, or others. You know, it's just um, all of a sudden where they have um, been one that's been very active and engaging and giving, you know, calling you or wanting to, um, you know, you always hang out every Tuesday and, you know, they're the first ones that call you and um, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden, no, I don't want to participate or um, then you try to reach out to them the rest of the week and then you're not hearing anything. Um, That's an example. Another thing is um, this you know, irrational thinking um, or um, a loss of temper. And what that means is, you know, before whenever there's a conversation about um, us going to order pancakes, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a nice idea. Uh, where do you want to go? You want to go to IHOP or et cetera. But then the next time it's when they're talking about pancakes, they just go off. They're yelling or screaming, why do we have to go to IHOP all the time? Or, you know, these different things just, you know, um, really in the extreme. And so at that point is that is an indicator that something is wrong. And if it continues for a long period of time, that is when, you know, it needs to be looked at to determine whether this individual is now dealing with some form of depression or you know, et cetera. So it's it's not just action the first time that it's shown. Um, it's a repeated, you know, incident um, that, you know, determines whether or not the person does indeed have a mental illness or um, dealing with something that has changed. Wow. I couldn't even give a better explanation, guys. Remember, if you want to call in and ask Nineveh a question or me, I don't know if I have an answer. I may be referring to her. The number to call in is 646-668-8814. Press the number one, and you'll be live on the air. Again, that number is 646-668-8814. And if you're watching Facebook Live, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. And that was a great explanation. Uh, When we were talking about, uh, mental health, one in four, 
and we're talking on the level of uh, that's that's just a lot of people. And just to get off topic a little bit, what what is your opinion? What can we do to to change this statistic to make people more aware of mental health issues? Because clearly. It's a serious issue, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's um, working at a, a job. A lot of people, they have a problem. They have problems working with others on their job, and it may not necessarily be them. It may be that their coworker has a mental uh, issue and may not even know about it. How should those people cope? Well, it's all about um, – building a healthy relationship with that person. There are different levels of relationships. So we spoke um, a little bit about romantic relationships, but there are also a relationship can be just a friendship. So if this is someone that you want to continue to interact with, um, then, again, I'm, I'm bringing people back to the point of conversation. I think a lot of times when we see different changes in our friend or in our significant other, uh, we tend to become silent because, you know, we're at that point start walking on eggshells because their attitude is changing, et cetera. And so we just don't want to ask any questions. We don't want to talk about it. And so, again, the conversation is what's needed. And then if, you know, we see where they're, like, you know, harming themselves, where they are, for an example, another indication could be that something is wrong is when all of a sudden they don't want to eat. They don't have an appetite um, for food. Um, They don't have the motivation to want to get up in the morning. Um, before, they're usually up by 7, and they're walking um, for an hour, and they come back in, have breakfast, and then they're off to work. You know, after a while, um, it, when there's an issue that has occurred that has changed their mood or their behavior or their form of thinking, um, they then will sleep. They will skip work. Um, they will, um, their hygiene will change. You know, they no longer want to take a bath. Um, These are some indicators. (laughs) These are some indicators that something is wrong, um, that something has changed about this individual and how they function in everyday life. Okay, well, we're we're gonna um, we're gonna go to the phone lines um, for a little bit, and then after that, we're gonna go to basically a commercial break shortly after. And then we'll we'll pick that back up. But um, first, I'm going to take this call. Um, go ahead, caller. You are live on Real Talk, Robert Simmons. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm good. good. How are you? Good. 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 Um, uh, uh, this is a great. This is a great, great topic. Um, my concern is when you're dealing with someone that you never knew had uh, a mental condition, and then all of a sudden it shows up, and it can be very uh, conflicting because, first of all, you don't know how to deal with it because you never had to deal with before. Maybe they didn't know about it either. And so when something like that um, 
comes up on the other part, how do the other person handle that? I mean, what what do you say to you don't want to make anybody feel like, okay, you, you're just nuts. You just lost it. So, I mean, what do you say to comfort that person? I mean, because with some people, they feel like they're okay. Mm-hmm. You see the changes, like he was talking about uh, not wanting to bathe, you know, mm-hmm. not wanting to even sleep in the house, preferring sleeping mm-hmm. outside. You know, mm-hmm. not not wanting to be with your family or anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And when you get mm-hmm. isolated like that, then, you know, it could be uh, very dangerous uh, for that person. So I was just wondering, did you have any uh, tips concerning a behavior like that? Okay. Well, my first question to you is going to be what level of relationship do you have with this person? Is this a, a significant other? Is this a friend? Um, is it a male or female friend? You know, what type of well, relationship a, do you it's, have with this it's, person? It's a, male, it's a male friend, and it's a very okay. close male friend. Yes. It's a close male friend. Okay. Would you consider yourself a, in a romantic relationship? Or just no, no. I would, okay. I would consider myself a mother figure. To that person. Okay. The reason why I ask that is it kind of gives you, um, with the levels of relationship, it kind of gives you a um, a line of what you can say or do and what you can't do. And right. and when you're in a romantic relationship with the person. Um, you have more of a responsibility in a romantic relationship to where you can, you know, take control of the situation. But in right. a friend relationship, it's more about um, providing resources. It's um, more right. of the conversation where you're saying, you know, I've noticed um, as of late that you're not comfortable with sleeping in the house. And that bothers me, you know, because I really care about you and your well-being. And because of that concern, um, I want to know if you would be interested in, you know, me going with you or if I find you someone to talk to, um, to talk to about your feelings and your fear of not being in the house but, you know, sleeping on the outside. And that's mm-hmm. a conversation that can happen, and that's the way that you can do it. Um, the main um, tenet there is to always, like you said, you didn't want to make the person feel nuts or like they're crazy. The main tenet mm-hmm. is to let them know that, I see something is going wrong, I care about you, and I want you to have the help. So I am here to support you, not to make you feel uncomfortable or crazy or um, a monster or not human. You know, I'm really concerned, so let's talk about what we can do to get you some help with whatever you're feeling that's having you you know, not want to yeah. sleep inside and outside. 
Right. Do you think that's something that you could do? Yes, yes, yes. I, I think that's something. You know, I mean, it, it just—it was just pretty much alarming, you know, to me okay. to see such action, you know, like that. But yeah, that sounds pretty good. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Bob. Before before we go to commercial break, I'm, I'm gonna go take one more squeeze, one more call in. Hey guys, remember the number to call in is area code six four six 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 eight one four. Again, that number is six four six 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 eight eight one four to speak to Miss Haysbert. Just press the number one. I'm gonna go uh, to the next caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hello. Um. How are you? Can you hear me? I can I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Um I have a little input on the mental health situation thing. Um people can be as normal as they can be and all of a sudden they just act sort of weird and then other people all of a sudden think that oh they got a mental health issue, something's wrong. Like something's wrong in their head, but really and truly Something could be going on at home to make them, or in their personal life, to that will make them act their way. Because see, people had people thought that I had a mental issue for a long time because mm-hmm. I was going through things in my life, and you know I would not eat, I would just lay around, like you know I was going through things, and people automatically thought, oh, something's wrong with her. She needs some counseling. She needs some help, and my family members, I can just remember, my family members sending me to some kind of mental health department or whatever to try to get me some help because they thought that I had a mental health issue. And then I was like, you know, nothing is wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with me. It's just that I'm going through things, you know. And, like, when you go through different things in life, like, you start to do things that you've never done before. So, you know, that's just my little input. Like, you know, people go through different things and people that automatically think, oh, something's wrong with them. No, I mean, something could be wrong with, like, some of them, but some of them just go through different things and they automatically think, like, you know, something's wrong. Okay. Um, well... And what's your name, dear? Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Hi, Shaniqua. Um, thanks for Hi. actually sharing about your experience. Um, one of the things that you did share that's very important um, with life is that there are different things in life that um, impact us where, you know, we may feel hurt or we may feel pain or we may feel like um, we just don't have the motivation to do the things that we normally would have done because whatever has happened has affected us to that point. And so Mm -hmm. um, one of the things about being healthy, and that's a mind, body, and soul, is to be able to identify within yourself um, what has happened that's caused me to change, um, you know, 
in my behaviors or when I do things or eating and the like. And then with that, um, to try to find ways that will keep you healthy where the lack of eating or the change in, you know, activities that you participate in won't, um, you know, be harmful to you. So I want to appreciate that you were able, were you able to identify what was going on or what made you change? Yes. Yes, I was. Okay, awesome. Um, and, and did you, were you able to get to that point by yourself or were you able to, um, were others able to help you that you wanted to help you to get there? Um, actually, I just automatically, you know, started praying about the whole situation, and you know, I got better that way. Okay, awesome. And you know what I want to share with you, Shanika? That is one of the uh, foundations of wellness, and um, that is having a spiritual foundation. There's several different ways to bring yourself back to um, your full the optimal health um, and well-being. And spiritual foundation is one. So if you found that as a way to fix um, whatever you were feeling at the time, you did wonders. And guess what? You didn't have to have a therapist to help with that. So thanks for sharing that. And um, Mr. Simmons, that is one of the um, tech interventions that one can do. Um, when they are going through something or there's an event that happens in their life um, that is upsetting or can be traumatizing um, and be able to work through it. It doesn't always um, require um, a therapist or medication. Um, that is an alternative of healing oneself. So thanks for sharing, Shaniqua. You're welcome. Okay, well. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for the input. So we're going to do. Um, I want to take a quick commercial break. Then we're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about uh, the different, basically having that spiritual foundation or whatever foundation that you need to have. And as I thought, spoke to you earlier, everybody comes kind of comes from different backgrounds and things like that. So um, that that'll be that'll be an interesting topic to actually hear from as well. And before commercial break. Uh, guys, remember the number to call in is area code 646-668-8814. Again, the number is 646-8814, and we will be back right after these messages. I'm Lorraine Hendricks, your candidate for Duval County Court Judge Group 8. Hurricane season is here, and last year residents of Jacksonville had significant damage due to Hurricane Irma. We're a strong community, so let's get prepared together. And don't forget to check on your elderly neighbors and help them out. Pick up some extra provisions for them, and let's be as prepared as possible this hurricane season. Political advertisement paid for and approved by LaRae Hendricks, nonpartisan candidate for Duval County Judge Group 8. Firehouse subs, subs are hot, hardy, extraordinary. Every sub helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Nice, Joe's a life, Lisa. So more people eating at Firehouse subs 
means more life-saving equipment donated to first responders. If you're going to have a sub, have one that makes a difference. So that's it, Jim. And now get a medium sub each day for just $5.55. From Meatball Monday to Italian Sunday. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Hi, this is Gerald Wilkerson, your candidate for Duval County Judge Group 3. I want to thank you for your support in helping me win the recent WBOB. Hi, this is Gerald Wilkerson, your candidate for Duval County Judge Group 3. I want to thank you for your support in helping me win the recent WBOB straw poll. I look forward to serving you as your next Duval County Judge, where I promise to always be fair and impartial. Early voting starts August 13th, so make sure you register to vote and let your voice be heard. Remember, Gerald Wilkerson, when you vote. I'd be honored to have your vote this August. To learn more about my candidacy, visit VoteWilkerson.com. Political advertisement paid for and approved by Gerald Wilkerson for Duval County Judge Group 3. Well, welcome back, guys. My sound engineer didn't have my intro music to come back on, but um, <laughs> that was it. Was supposed to be there. <laughs> I think we're still working on some things. We're um, still at the beginning stages of plugging in all of our commercials, and um, we'll probably try to squeeze some more in at the end of it. Uh, this was our first time this year with the new format, squeezing commercials in and the sound effects and all that with the hip coming on. But anyway, we are back, and we're talking mental health in America. We just got finished talking mental health as far as relationships were concerned. And now we're going to kind of shift it a little bit. We're going to talk about a little bit of PTSD, a little bit about just mental health overall. So if you guys have any questions, any questions regarding mental health at all whatsoever, period, the number to call in is 646-668-8814. Again, the number is 646-668-8814. And um, back to you, Nineveh. You're doing, like, such a wonderful job because I couldn't even answer half these questions. I'm not a mental <laughs> health expert. I'm an expert in a yes. lot of things, right? <laughs> yes. But um, well, no, I just appreciate you having this um, show. Um, there needs to be uh, more individuals like you um, to do that. This is not, you know, mental illness um, is a health condition like you shared before, um, you know, that needs to be looked at similar to a person that may have cancer or diabetes or a heart disease. It is just a health condition that describes the changes in thinking, emotional behavior. Um, and a lot of times it's associated with distress or problems at work, socially, um, with family activities and the like. And guess what? It's treatable. You know, um, these disorders that are usually um, connected to or are usually um, a description of how a person behaves is just that. It's a name given to um, behaviors that have been displayed in a certain way and therefore it's called this or that. But, you know, for example, like anxiety or um, depression, um, PTSD, you know, for an example, you know, PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, and yes, we hear a lot about it, 
with our military, um, those uh, military service members. But it also happens in everyday life. And what that means is, you know, PTSD is um, a missiles problem. That means it affects, you know, your form of thinking. And um, that some people develop after experiencing, witnessing a life-threatening event or natural disaster, disaster, car accident, uh, sexual assault, or just the reoccurrence of emotional um, abuse, et cetera. And um, you can, you know, this is all verified by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, the Psychiatric Association, where y'all can, you know, verify this information I'm sharing with you. Um, this is something that can happen to any one of us. And it's all about when it happens, what we do to get the help where we're able to function and move on from what has happened. Right. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go back um, to the phone line. Um, go ahead, caller. You're on the air. How are you? Welcome to the Real Talk About the Simmons Show. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Thank you. Um, my, my question is, um, there's such a stigma in the black community about mental health. Um, how do we overcome this? Very good question. Um, one of the ways, one of the very, very good question. Um, one of the things that we can do um, to change that stigma is for those individuals who have suffered from mental illness for a time and then um, are working on their recovery or have recovered from it to be able to share about it. I think having a visual um, image that those who are, you know, may have a Ph.D., <laughs> or those that may work at Walmart or those that um, have the best basketball career or the retired football player, um, those individuals who have suffered with mental illness who are currently working on the recovery of it or have recovered need to share about it, share it publicly that this has happened, um, and there were different things I was dealing with. You know, you don't have to tell all your business. You can just share. You know, sometimes it comes from an accident that you experience, you know, a car accident. Um, it's just the you can develop anxiety or panic attacks based on the fear of being in a car or being hit again, you know, or dying. You know, because of this event that you experienced that brought you close to death, you know, or mm -hmm. it, you know, et cetera. So this is a way that you can't do that. Okay. And um, well, can I ask one more question? Yes, you can. Go ahead, Mr. Simmons. Yes, ma'am. Um, how do you feel about, um, like, taking a personal mental health day? Because I've been hearing a lot about that on the news. So um, mm -hmm. is that good when, like, you know, if you have to go to work that day, but if you just don't feel like you can do it, just calling the job and just, you know, well, do you think jobs should offer, I guess my question is, mental health needs for people? 
Uh, that's such a good question, and I'm going to tell you yes. I believe that we all should have a mental health day. Um, the the tension that comes with working nonstop um, for the same amount of hours where, you know, there's a rush for dinner, there's a rush to do homework and for those families um, with children, um, et cetera, and there's just no space and time. There's some individuals that have two jobs at a time or they're a single parent and have, you know, three children or they have a marriage, but, you know, the person is deployed or they're in and out the home or this, the, um, you know, or the spouse can't work. Um, and so, therefore, all of the burden to handle the financial responsibilities, to handle um, the family responsibility and, and everything else that comes with that is just an overload that's too much and they don't have a break. Um, and, yes, that answers your question that, yes, I believe one should have a mental health day. I would support that legislation if they would do that, uh, you know, whatever would be needed for me to do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, Mr. Robert, I love your show. I never miss it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm in favor of that. I mean, you know, maybe once or maybe a job can give you maybe five per per calendar year. So I don't know, something like that. I mean, we would have to have some type of structure where people wouldn't, uh, I guess, abuse it, you know, say, hey, listen, you know, I got into arguing with my boyfriend last night, so I don't feel like I'm going to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure there will be these. <laughs> There'll be um, ways to to control that, but I, I want to talk about uh, two, two subjects. Um, we only got 17 minutes left, but I want, I want to hit two issues right quick. And one of those issues um, are veterans, and the other issue is the taboo, like she talked about. Just to piggyback off of that, when we're talking about the taboo in America, we're talking about an, an entire nation of people that once they feel like my brain is good, my heart is good my genitals are good, then I'm good. And we're not taking the same uh, personal health when it comes to our mental that we are physically. So we'll go get our yearly done. We'll go get, you know, our physical checkups. Even when even when a job sends you now to go get a physical, you know, it's all it's all physical. It's not like, hey, I'm going to send you to get a mental physical check as well. And my personal belief, and I could be wrong, is I, you know, I'm not really with the whole gun control movement, and that's a whole other topic and another show, because I feel that most of these shootings and things like that could be curved when, if we handle the mental issue first, the mental issue first in America. I think that even if we look at gun crimes and things like that, every time you go back to the perpetrator or anything like that, it was always a situation where they had some type of mental issue that just it was never taken care of or was never taken seriously. And I think in this country we're at a point where, listen, guys, we wake up every week, we see some, some crazy tragedy happening on TV, and a lot of times this has to do with some form of mental illness on some level. My question, I guess, to you is, do you believe that as American citizens we should take more of an initiative 
to focus on mental health in America? I, and my answer to that, Mr. Simmons, is yes. Uh, when it comes to, um, and I know you said it's for another show, police brutality and the, and the like, I think a lot of it has to do um, with uh, mental health um, issues that that person may be experiencing because I think a lot of times, um, you know, we have what you call the the flight, the fight or flight response. And... Mm -hmm. In order for that fight or flight response to act out in an appropriate way, there comes a form of mental processing that allows you to take your time to assess the situation before you. And sometimes in a situation like that, fear comes first, and so it's just a reaction more than a person who takes the time to process it. So, yes, we need to really pay attention um, to mental health, how we process information, our thinking about things, et cetera, in order to be healthy and to avoid um, the problems that we have surrounding um, gun violence. All right, and, and we got, like, about a good 10 minutes left. I want to talk about, I, I think, the best for last, and, of course, that is our veterans. Um, <clears throat> I live here in Jacksonville, so this is a big veteran city, and I know you live up in Virginia, which is another huge um, veteran city. We can do an entire show on veterans and PTSD, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to go up. I don't think that we are doing enough mm-hmm. for them when it comes to the mental health aspects. And, you know, there may be people, there may be people that disagree with me. I don't care. You just have to, like, hate me for, for whatever. But when you when you take people's children and things like that or, or fathers and grandfathers and, you know, you put them out there and they experience things that we can only imagine. Like, you know, I look at people – so we sit in a movie and we watch war movies and people are jumping in their seats at the movies, right? And I can only imagine what happens in real life. Do you have any suggestions? Like if anyone from the VA is listening or from the government, well, we know they're always listening. Um, do, is there any advice that you can give veterans suffering from PTSD, et cetera, et cetera? And, guys, if you have any questions, if you have anything Within the next 10 minutes, um, call in. Remember, the number is 646-668-8814. Press the number one to speak. Um, and this is just this, this last 10 minutes. It's all for the veterans. Um, again, the number is 646-668-8814. Um, is there anything that we can specifically do better for our veterans that are out there fighting for us so that – People like me can have a podcast, and they're coming back, you know, to this country, and they're suffering from PTSD, and you know, they're they're right now on one of the highest rising incarceration rates in America. Do you have what? What are your thoughts on that overall? Well, overall, my thoughts are you are absolutely correct. Um, when it comes down to trauma, um, you know, and stress. 
from the trauma. There is a different response one is going to have um, based on something that they can see that can repeat be repeated in their mind um, versus those that hear and that hear things that can be repeated um, in their right. psyche because of what they heard. Um, when it comes to helping veterans, we need to stop minimizing um, their feelings or their experiences, um, supporting them, letting them know that just because it impacted them because they are, are human beings that care for another life, even though it was their duty to do X, Y, Z, um, that is going to start to change with um, helping our military service members. We have to listen more and we have to stop minimizing. We have to also not um, demasculate them or emasculate them is the word from just because they are hurt by something that they had to do or something that they've seen. It doesn't make them less than a man or a woman. It doesn't make them less than an adult or matured um, just because they have a sense of emotion of care or empathy or, um, you know, feeling towards the individual that has been hurt or that they had to do certain things you know, as a part of their job. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 unfortunate. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think the government has done enough in funding mental health issues in America? I think they can do more is how I would answer that. And one of the ways to do that is also making um, mental health counseling um, and resources um, available to them. Um, a lot of times the um, military um, the military uh, resources that are put in place, there are not enough of professionals that are there that can handle all the different cases that are um, put in place to help out um, these veterans. So we definitely need to work on making resources more available and um, training more professionals to handle the amount of veterans who need the help. So before we go, because you know, we only have like a good eight minutes left, um, what's your message to the world in addition to that, how can we find you, follow you? I mean, do you have a book, et cetera, et cetera? Just give us all the information. Okay. Well, actually, you can find me. Um, my, my private practice is called Stepping Stones of Life at uh, www.steppingstonesoflife.org, or you can reach me via phone at 757 uh, 347-1896, and my message to the world is just that um, you are an individual first. If you're experiencing any of the issues or symptoms that we have shared um, during the show, 
and that you can recover from it, you can be rehabilitated from it, and you can still have the life that you've always wanted. It doesn't end there. Just reach out for help, and um, there you can contact, you can actually go on SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration um, website, and there's a crisis number there, uh, which I think I have time to go ahead and share. Um, the crisis yep. a national helpline there is 1-800-662-HELP, uh, which on the number pad is 4357, but it's 1-800-662-HELP. Um, and then for those veterans, uh, we have a specific line for you, and that's Veterans Crisis Line. That's 1-800-273-TALK, and that on the number pad, that's 8255, and that's 1-800-273-TALK. Um, we look forward to hearing from you and helping you and helping you to be your best self and have your best life. Well, thank you so much. I could not have picked a better person to come on tonight. And I want to thank everyone, however you listen, whether it be via Facebook, whether it be telephone, whether it be via um, the website. Thank you for tuning in because, as we all know, this is a very serious issue. And a lot of times I like to, you know, people know me as a very upbeat, smiley, laughing type of person, but this is really a serious issue that we need to address. And I figure that since I have a platform of some level, that I would do it here. And I really wish and I hope that people take this particular episode of The Real Side of Robinson. And seriously, if you think that you are suffering from any type of mental health issues or if you think that you have uh, any type of suicidal thoughts, or, or anything of that nature, I really hope that this show, in some form or fashion, has helped you out a lot. Once again, Nineveh, thank you so very, very, very much for coming on, because this is greatly needed. And as she gave her information, you can find her on the website. And I'm going to, when we get a chance, you can text me your website, and I'll actually add it to this actual post so people can... Okay. Go ahead and um, and and view it. Make sure you put your. I have a lot of listeners in, in that part of Virginia as well, so you know they can actually if if they have any issues. And guys, listen, mental health is not some it's not some crazy thing that people. You know, if you go see someone for your mental health, you're not crazy. You're not insane. No. You're not. You know how you sometimes you see the movies, you see people in straight jackets. And I think a lot of people feel like, oh, if I go to um, a, a doctor and they diagnose me with this, maybe they might take my kids. Or if I do this, maybe you know, you know, some of you, some of the people that have that have, that have had their kids taken, had they took the necessary steps and got mental uh, health support, they would still have their kids today, and that's the part that they're not even thinking about. But thank you. God bless you. God thank you. I'll play the theme song. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for coming on once again. Remember, you yeah. in next Tuesday, same time, 8 o'clock, different topic. Now, some of y'all say, Robert, what's the topic? I, you got to go to the website. You got to go to the page to see. That's how we keep y'all coming. That's how we do it. All right. See you next week.
God bless you. Thank you. Tonight, guys, Facebook, you know, typically we do like a little bonus for y'all. Not tonight. It's raining, and I'm tired. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. All right. <laughs>